0: All right, welcome back on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. We are halfway home on a Tuesday, which means it's time to go to the Ritter Communications hotline and check in with our friend Curtis Wilkerson, who I guess is in between trips uh, from Buffalo to to San Francisco. Curtis, how are you this afternoon?
1: Hey, guys, I'm doing good. I actually just literally just landed in san francisco and picked up my bag so i have arrived uh for the for the sweet 16 here and and certainly looking forward to it
0: well awesome we perfect timing so that's uh, right I'm sure it'll be a a fun week in uh, San Francisco and we'll we'll, we'll kind of get to that region because you know obviously the west going all chalk and it being probably the toughest region I do think is interesting but uh just want to kind of get your overall thoughts uh and just kind of your overall experience from being in Buffalo for uh, for the first and second rounds as Arkansas was uh, able to get two wins there.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was awesome. It's kind of the epitome of March Madness at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo. Uh, you know, I was in there. I went early. I wanted to watch all the games. You know, on Thursday on opening day, and man, there was an upset vibe in that building. You know, Iowa got taken down by Richmond. That was a twelve-five. Yeah. And New Mexico State over UConn. That was a twelve-five. So it was happening back to back. And then Arkansas goes out there against Vermont. You're thinking, man, I don't like the vibes in this building right now. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, listen, that was a good game. Vermont's a good team. They're a tough matchup. Um, you know they challenged Arkansas with their bigs, their ability to, to step out and, and stretch the floor. Ryan Davis knocked down four threes. Uh, and he was kind of on a heater there. But, hey, you know to Arkansas's credit, they got it under control, uh, built a little bit of cushion weight, and, and were able to hold on down the stretch and, and survive in advance. I mean, that's what it's all about. And then you move on to this New Mexico State game. You know, Teddy Allen, New Mexico State, drops 37 on UConn. And Arkansas really put the clamps on and held him to 12 points. All these Tony was just unbelievable yeah. uh, defensively making him work. And they, they held Mexico State to under 50 points on the game. They only scored 53 themselves. So, you know, it's, it's kind of been um, your run-of-the-mill Arkansas experience. I mean, they, they absolutely yeah. locked down on the defensive end of the floor. The offense isn't always aesthetically pleasing. Uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe you could qualify these as ugly wins, but... It doesn't matter in March because it's winter or go home, and, and the Hogs are not only one of the last sixteen teams standing in the country; uh, they're the only SEC team left standing.
0: Yeah, you know it's interesting because on—I mean, on paper, you're you're going to the Sweet Sixteen, no worries. But it has been kind of uh, interesting to watch and. Listen, I think Arkansas has played really well defensively in in both games, especially the New Mexico State game. But at times, you know, kind of struggled to effectively score offensively. So, what did you kind of make of some of the offensive struggles in those games last week?
1: Yeah, you know, they were okay against Vermont um, offensively. You know, Stanley and Mude had a big game, which was good to see. You know, in his first in uh, the tournament experience, went for twenty-one and nine. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I mean, it was – listen, there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat it. That New Mexico State game offensively was uh, – uh, that, that was something. That was something. I don't even know what words to say for that. But, you know, they, they got enough done to figure it out. But I, I really think it, it just goes back to the guys who have carried you there all season. And you, you think about J.D. Note and Jalen Williams. And, look, Jalen Williams had two double-doubles uh, over the weekend. But he was invented Jalen Williams. You know, he, he left some points on the board, uh, you know, shots that he would normally make, some, some buckets around the rim, uh, just, just some uncharacter- miss, uncharacteristic misses in there. Uh, and, you know, Note, he had 17 points and 18 points, so you're probably thinking, well, why is Curtis talking about these two guys? They, they both had good performances, but he wasn't efficient either. I think he finished something along the lines of yeah. 10 and 34 from the field. So uh, you've got to get more efficiency from those guys, uh, because when that happens and, and they're rolling, you get your big two going, it puts so much pressure on defenses to account for that. It opens things up for guys like Amude, these Tony, uh, Devo Davis, who's kind of flipped the switch back to, to last year's postseason Devo. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I think Arkansas is fine, uh, but they got to get more from their big two, and, and it's going to have a trickle-down effect if so they're able to do that.
0: You know, you talk about the, the uh, I guess, poor field goal shooting from not only their big two, but everyone. But I did find it uh, really interesting on Saturday to see that, it, you know, even when their field goal shooting wasn't good, they were able to go to the line. They went 22 of 25 from the free throw line. And obviously, that number was a huge difference uh, in the New Mexico State game.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. and That's something that Arkansas has done at times this year. You think back. Uh, to one of their biggest wins of the season at home against Tennessee, it, it kind of had a feel like that. You know, that, that game against Tennessee was 58-48. to 48. Um, You know, a grinder, I think Arkansas shot you know, under 35% from the field, uh, but they did. They, they were aggressive on the attack, relentless to the offensive glass. They got to the free throw line and kind of made up for some of those misses. And, and you're right, that was huge against Mexico State. Arkansas made 14 shots from the field. In that game, that's not many, but they made 22 free throws. Uh, And if you're able to do that, you know, it can kind of, you know, mask or or maybe, you know, lessen the impact of of when shots aren't falling. Uh, And because it was was wild, I mean, just some point-blank layups that were missed around the rim. You know, sometimes Arkansas shoots poorly from the field because they're selling for a lot of threes. They really didn't do that in that New Mexico State game. They were just missing some bunnies around the rim. Uh, but hey, you know, they, they were aggressive, and I thought, I thought Notay did a good job of trying to get downhill. Uh, and he got to the line some, but he also got called for four charges. I've never seen that from yeah. one guy in a game uh, <laughs> and wound up fouling out. So it's definitely something, you know, he's got to keep an eye on. Where he battles foul trouble anyway because he's aggressive defensively, uh, you certainly can't be racking up four charge calls against yourself on the other end
0: talking with Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com just a, a couple more things uh, here uh, I, I just want to kind of get your overall thoughts on on this west bracket and how it's uh shaking out you know obviously I know you're paying more attention to Arkansas than anyone but we knew kind of going into this tournament that hey this is this is the toughest bracket with your top four seeds and all top four seeds advance to this weekend in San Francisco in what undoubtedly will be a really compelling uh, regional this weekend.
1: Yeah I mean all eyes have to be on the west it's it's incredible you know uh, Gonzaga and they've had their share of struggles really in the first two games but I mean, they're the top overall seed for a reason. Those guys are loaded. Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren. Uh, there's no argument. That's the best front court in the country, you know. And that's just a team that. I mean, they've been a juggernaut, but they're still trying to get that first title. And uh, you know, they got as good a shot as, as anybody at this point. So, uh, you know, to have them in that bracket is, is enough. But you know, you look down, and what, what Texas Tech has been able to do with Mark Adams in his first year on the defensive end of the floor. We talk about Arkansas's defense. Texas Tech is just as good maybe even a little better on the defensive end those guys are just stifling uh, you got a good list of transfers there and then obviously the Duke factor anytime you have Duke in a bracket you know that, that's going to draw attention to it but you, you add in the story with you know at any point here it could be coach K's last game yeah. so there, you know there's a lot of pressure on them to, to perform and kind of extend his career as far as they can there's also a lot of pressure on the opponents so It's going to be really fascinating to see how it all plays out. But, yeah, I mean, the top four seeds getting through there, if all four regions would have had the top four seeds go through, the West still would have been the toughest. I mean, it's just incredible at the top.
0: Well, Arkansas gets to uh, battle the uh, top on Thursday night as they take on the uh, top seed, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this matchup. Obviously, you already mentioned Chet Holmgreen and Andrew Timmy, uh, two guys that have been really good inside. But what do you like? What do you dislike about this matchup for Arkansas?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think the good thing for the Razorbacks is you know, they're not going to be intimidated by anything they see. Eric Musselman said that you know we respect everybody, fear nobody. Uh, down the stretch of the season, you know, nine out of ten games against quad one opponents, they they beat a couple two seeds, they beat a three seed, so. You know, it's a group that's been challenged. Uh, you know, Sack is kind of a, I mean, a different animal on the offensive end of the floor. and uh, You know, I, I, I kind of do like the way Arkansas matches up with everybody on the floor except Holmgren. Uh, but he's a unicorn. Nobody matches up with that. A, a yeah. seven-footer who can, <laughs> you know, block shots and, and run in transition and stretch the floor and knock down threes. There aren't many of those running around. Aside from that, though, I do, I do like how Arkansas matches up on the defensive end. They're so physical. Uh, Switchable—that's something that the Zags have struggled with. So I, I think Arkansas could be in a good spot there. Really, the question is: Are they going to be able to score enough to keep up? And um, you know, we see this Razorback team—they they get on heaters. You know, they can put a run on you. Even in the New Mexico State game, they, they struggled. I think they had nine points twelve minutes into the game, and then they they go on a seventeen to two run. Uh, you know, just just like that—the snap of a finger—they can get hot. You know, Notay is a guy who's had big games against, uh, you know, high-quality competition. but they've got to be able to sustain that because Gonzaga, is as good as Arkansas is at making those scoring runs, Gonzaga can really get on you in a hurry, start getting out in transition, and, and they can, I mean, you know, a four- or five-point game can become 15-plus in the blink of an eye. So how poised are the Razorbacks going to be when that happens? Are they going to be able to, to lock in uh, and get those stops to quell the run but then score and take some pressure off of that defense on the other end you know, Arkansas is a team that really likes to get to the rim. Yeah. Um, boy, Gonzaga has some really nice uh, interior defense there. So, Razorback's probably going to have to knock down some more perimeter shots than they're used to, generate some turnovers, get out in transition, and get some easy ones.
0: Well, Arkansas taking on Gonzaga a little after 6 o'clock uh, locally from San Francisco coming up on Thursday. Curtis, what uh, what type of coverage can our uh, listeners find uh, over at hogsports.com, not only for the regional but also spring football and some baseball action?
1: Yeah, that's right. We got it all covered. Our man Andrew Ellis is, is running the show for baseball. He's doing a great job. Hogs just got a sweep of their first SEC series, so that's good to see. Uh, football's on spring break right now, but we still got some recruiting stuff going on, and then they'll be back next week. And, yeah, catch you calendar here live on location for San Francisco, everything NCAA tournament-related. We did an interview uh, with, with one of our beat guys at 24-7 from Gonzaga. We're going to have that posted a little bit later if you want to learn more about them. So got a whole bunch going on at Sports as always.
0: Well, Curtis, uh, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy this week in uh, San Francisco, and look forward to seeing your coverage.
1: Hey, you got it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week.